everybody. Good morning to you and to yours. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Thursday, 22nd day of October 2020. My name is Nick and there's Big J right over there. Yep. Can we start the uh, the show with a pat on the back? Sure. And add a boy to you, Big J. Oh, me? Yeah. Oh. Good job. I, uh, I want to give you full credit for the work that you do because yesterday, uh, we don't talk about this enough and that's on me. But um, I uh, I listened to the show uh, via podcast yesterday, uh, the morning after podcast on on Spotify. So a, a reminder that Big J works his tail off to edit up the show after the program is over, so you get all the meat and none of the filler, and you can check it out in podcast form uh, on Spotify or Google or Stitcher or any of the places that you can find your podcast. Is also at xrock.com. So uh, I, we know that there are issues reaching the show outside of the broadcast area. We're, we're not a huge fan of that, but this, the, these are some of the cutbacks that we have to do in order for us to still yeah. cash a paycheck. And so we're willing to take those sacrifices every now and again. So if you want to share the show with somebody that you love or you missed any part of it, the uh, the Morning After podcast is a great place to get it. And it's available pretty much everywhere, not just on xrock.com, but you can check it out pretty much anywhere and you can take that with you anywhere you go as well uh, as long as you're okay with listening to it after the show happens but it's like a highlighted version of it. yeah and uh listen if you do you know any of those services you know rate it give it a rating yeah and give it a comment share it rate it subscribe all that stuff help us out it makes the show jump up in the ratings uh, our morning after the movies podcast although that hasn't been done in eight months uh so but that's there you can check out past episodes of that as well and so there's all sorts of fun to be had on all the uh, the podcast platforms that you like to check it out in. So uh, well done, sir. It sounds good. It's put together well, and it is readily available for you anywhere you want to find it. Just the minimal amount of effort, which is really the motto of this show, <laughs> is all that's required in order to get that kind of stuff. So that's a good thing. Today on the show, uh, Big Jane will have a nerd alert for you coming up uh, this hour. In the 7 o'clock hour, we're going to visit with our friend John Farrell from Special Olympics Idaho. Today is a very big day for them. In the world of fundraising and things that you can help out the Special Olympics, something very near and dear to Big J and mine's heart. So that's going to be part of the show today. We also have a chance for you to win some uh, Haunted World passes and more prizes as we go forward on the show today but we play music on this program damn it musica that's part of it too here's some rob zombie for you it's living dead girl kicking off the morning after with naked big j on the x rocks on the morning after with nick and big j let's do the standard six o'clock important stuff of rolling down the numbers for the gem state yesterday when it comes to coronavirus, another day up over 800 confirmed and probable cases uh, across the state. 581 confirmed, 283 probable on Wednesday. Total number of cases, 55,650 here in the state. Idaho also reported 13 new deaths across 10 counties. Now, I looked, I could be wrong, but that seems like it's it's definitely one of the deadliest days. Yeah. In the state. I, I don't know if it is the... I went back two months and couldn't find a number that high, but that's about as far as I could research it this morning. So uh, I don't know if there were numbers that were worse. Either way, 13 is a lot that we reported yesterday. Idaho County uh, including their first death yesterday, but it was across 10 counties. So again, the spread across the state is pretty wide at this point. 
Hot spots yesterday, Canyon County, 92 cases, Ada County, 63, Twin Falls County, 90 new cases. So the numbers continue to be up, and that's not good. We should get tomorrow percentage rates for this week of positivity and hospital stuff, so uh, that'll give us an idea as to how many people are taking tests. I haven't, you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty good about working home. That's pretty much all I've been going. So I haven't had a chance to drive by one of the COVID test places. I don't know if they're like stacked up with people again or what's going on, but it certainly seems like it's the busiest we've ever been, or at least yeah. the most positive. So I imagine it's probably one of those deals where getting a test done is not the easiest thing in the world right now. Did you watch any of the World Series Game 2 last night? Did I, I didn't know. What happened? Gave well, I knew they, baseball? Yeah, I knew the Dodgers weren't going to win. So, oh. How did you know? I can't tell you that. <laughs> the Rays did hold on to beat the Dodgers last night 6-4 to four to even up the World Series at one game apiece. Brandon Lowe hit a couple of home runs in the game, and Blake Snell struck out nine Dodgers in four and two-thirds innings. Didn't allow a hit until he gave up a two-run homer in the fifth either. We have a day off, and then Game 3 of the World Series will happen on Friday night, so there's more World Series to come this weekend. If you're excited about Disney movies, they have shared a teaser trailer for their new one that is called Raya and the Last Dragon. It is set for a March 12th, 2021 release. It is a fantasy film that follows uh, Raya, follow, uh, voiced by Kelly Marie Tran. You may remember her from the Star Wars franchise. And The Last Dragon, voiced by Aquafina. Big J, you love Aquafina. Aquafina, hilarious. And so you have an opportunity to check that out. I don't know if it's a Disney Plus thing or it's a theater thing. I think it's a theater thing. Uh, comes out March 12th of 2021, at least right now. But with everything being moved, God knows what. So if your kids are into it, you are into it, you can check out the teaser for a brand new movie if you're so inclined. <laughs> Best in tech and gaming, Big J's Nerd Alert on 100.3 The X Rocks. And we've got a new game coming out November 10th, Nick, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And I've got some news about that. The post-launch content is going to let players uncover the monstrous truth behind the legend, Nick, of Beowulf. Finally. <laughs> and send them to Ireland and Paris. Ubisoft announced yesterday in an event that they had, uh, or I'm sorry, on Tuesday, Valhalla Paid Season Pass will include two major expansions, but all players will get free seasonal content and a conflict-free discovery tour coming in 21, uh, 2021. So fans who purchase the Gold Ultimate or Collector Editions of the game or who opt to pay for the $39.99 Season Pass will receive that Legend of Beowulf quest when the game launches in November, plus two additional expansions, in the spring, Wrath of the Druids will take player, players to Ireland, where they must unravel the mysteries of an ancient and mysterious Druid cult through haunted forests and dazzling landscapes. Then, in the summer, the Siege of Paris will have them tangling with the key historical figures of the war-torn Frenica, uh, while they infiltrate the fortress city of Paris and the river scene. So, that is going to be uh, a lot of fun. Everyone who purchases the game will also get access to tons of free content that includes the Discovery Tour mode, an in-game educational field trip in the same style as Assassin's Creed Origins. So it looks like a lot of fun, man. All right. 
Good. Uh, Ubisoft uh, continued uh, with some news about uh, something that they are starting called Ubisoft Connect, a new player service that combines and expands upon its two existing digital services. You play in Ubisoft Club. Players will be able to track their progress in any Ubisoft game while playing, uh, I'm sorry, while earning exclusive rewards through its loyalty program. So Ubisoft Connect, it's a, it's a universal interface that will be available on all platforms and work with all Ubisoft games, starting with Watch Dogs Legion. With a single button press, players will be able to pull up a refreshed in-game overlay on PC and consoles. It features all of your standard overlay toolkits. They'll track your activities, see which friends are online, and check in on a game's community. Ubisoft Connect will also provide smart intel, which is a feature that delivers gameplay tips and videos based on a player's game activities. Do so, they have any other franchises other than Assassin's Creed and Watch Dogs, Ubisoft? Uh, yeah, the Far Cry. Okay. Uh, and they've got, um, uh, let's see, I believe the... Uh, Oh, now the name is escaping me. But yeah, there are a couple out there okay. uh, that, that they've been working on. They kind of put a hold on everything during the pandemic, uh, except for focusing everything here on uh, the Valhalla. Well, and Watch Dogs, of course, which is coming out. Yeah, yeah, brand new game, uh, which uh, which is due to hit out. And uh, a little editorial note here, Nick. Uh, you know, last week we had talked about Call of Duty Warzone's The Haunting of Verdansk uh, as they do this Halloween thing that they've got going on. And, uh, you know, they, they got this going, and then they had the... The, the beta for Cold War, but uh, this Haunting of Verdansk thing, uh, I got a chance to play it, Nick, and it is really, really cool. All the multiplayer maps are all night maps now, and there's jump scares everywhere. It's it's kind of brings back a lot of fun to game playing, almost Resident Evil style when you first played that game. There was a lot of scare stuff in that, and uh, you've got that here, and some new modes that uh, that are pretty cool for the, Roy uh, or the Battle Royale style, the Zombie Royale, so basically the map is full of undead players so if you end up dying you get to come back as a zombie and uh you know 28 day style nick uh running and screaming after somebody uh it's it's really really fun and and i think that you know games embracing uh these kind of things and being able to integrate them is just a really really cool thing that you know when we were growing up uh, they just didn't have those sort of things no well yeah no you weren't able to update anything you bought the game as it was yeah. and that's the way it works uh, so you're cold or lukewarm on the actual Cold War beta, but you like the Halloween map stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's very cool. All right. Uh, so there's something you can check out if you are so inclined, and that is your Nerd Alert. Important stuff. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. We know coronavirus is doing a number on the economy. We know it's done a number on the job market. We know it's done a number on the movie industry. But another casualty of what could be the coronavirus era, hotels, Big J. Oh, man. The Hospitality Asset Managers Association, please, from here on out, call them HAMA, hold 103 hotels and found about 33% of hotel owners say they expect to hand their keys back to their lender or enter a for-sale situation in the next couple of months. Hamma board member uh, Larry Tabowski says that uh, this would be a doomsday scenario for the hotel industry if 33% of the hotels in the United States of America aren't able to continue their service. They said that they were expecting a number around 10% or so. The 33% number was way higher than they thought they were going to see. 
The good news is the industry isn't doomed forever. Some 40% of hoteliers, as they're called, Big J. Hoteliers. Predict that the hospitality industry will recover by 2023, and 37% predict a recovery by 2024. So still, we're four years away from things rebounding to normal in the hotel world. Because, listen, travel's been suspended. Vacations have been canceled. I mean, you know, it's a whole situation. So... A lot of industries have been affected, uh, most of them negatively, and hotels is one of them that I guess people just don't think about. But now, it's all you'll be able to think about, Big J. You're welcome. Tampa Bay Double Rays beat the Los Angeles Dodgers 6-4 to last night in Game 2 of the World Series. They take a night off, and Game 3 will be played on Friday night. Stan Van Gundy's back in the NBA, Big J. He has signed on to be the New Orleans Pelicans' new head coach, agreeing to a four-year deal with the team. He is excited to join a talented Pelicans team. He's replacing Alvin Gentry, who was let go after the Pelicans missed the playoffs this season. Can you name the three NBA teams Van Gundy was a head coach of? Let's see, Orlando Magic? Correct. And, boy, Houston Rockets? No. Nope. He, he wasn't in the That's Houston. his brother. That's Jeff, okay. Um, boy. Nope. The Heat is where he got to start. Oh, okay. And then the Detroit Pistons. He was the last coach. He was with from 2014 to 2018. He was the head coach of the Detroit Pistons. And now he's back in the NBA. Ironically enough, his brother Jeff is in the running for the, the right. Rockets job, uh, going back to Houston. So we'll see if that happens. Give up the cushy lifestyle. <laughs> right, of being an announcer. Well, Big J, uh, Zack Snyder's director's cut of Justice League went from no reshoots to select reshoots to pretty much everybody coming back and adding a whole new character as it has been announced that Jared Leto will be reprising his role as Joker for Justice League. I mean, is he redoing the entire movie? It sounds like he kind of is, or at least a big majority of it. Uh, and so, you know, it all started when we were we were getting one of those deals where it didn't sound like any of the big dogs were coming back, but now it's confirmed that Ray Fisher, Amber Heard, Henry Cavill, Gal Gadot, all coming back to doing some reshoot stuff, and even... Uh, ben Affleck, if they can make it happen. Listen, this isn't down. A, this isn't a cut if they're adding stuff to it. Well, I mean, it, it right? is. Well, here's the deal. Don't forget that he had a script written that was approved, and then he had to leave halfway through the shooting yeah. of it. And then Joss Whedon came in and rewrote a whole bunch of stuff and then shot the rest of the movie. So he had a script, but the script that they, the movie that they made was not the script that Zack Snyder wrote. And so his idea originally was to take this to HBO and go, this is what I want to do. I'll take the footage and I'll make what I can. And then the interest got so big for this, HBO Max was like, well, here, take a bunch of money. It seems like people are interested in it. We're rich. Take all of our money. So let's see if we can turn this into something. And now it went from $20 million just to finish special effects. They're up to $70 million they're giving them to finish this whole thing. See, I didn't realize that, that, that uh, you know, when he left... Um, that, that they didn't Joss rewrote part of the script and didn't finish his script. Right. I don't understand why they'd let him do that. Well, because people were uh, don't forget that right in the middle of this whole Justice League, there the there was the Zack Snyder backlash, and so everybody thought the DC universe was too dark and it needed to lighten things up to compete with Marvel. And so Joss Whedon was brought in to make things lighter, funnier, a little bit more. Didn't work. No, no, no. <laughs> it did not. Come off right. No. It was forcing the shot. Be well, dark, man. And so uh, and so it was one of those deals where now they're going back, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. 
I haven't seen this script. I don't know what the differences were. I don't know where Zach's movie picked up and Joss's movie took off. I don't know. But either way, they're spending a lot more money and they're reuniting a bunch of big stars together and they're filming all sorts of new stuff for it. So it's weird. And it sounds like to me also that Zack Snyder is like also changing things on the fly. Because although Zack Snyder, we knew that Darkseid was a part of the script, it doesn't sound like the Joker was part of the script at all. Yeah. And now he's writing stuff in and Jared Leto's down. And so who knows? I don't know. Uh, I do know that, uh, I, I, you know, it's happening. And they're splitting it up over four parts. And so they're not messing around with it anymore. Now they got 70 million sunk into this thing. So they're hoping it turns into something for them anyway. Nick and Big J on 100.3, the X rocks. England is where we're going for today's We're Going to Hell story. Radio's Big J. Top of the moon into you. Uh, and before we get into it, we should probably put a local and kind of personal connection to the story. Oh. I think it's really... You'd like to think that you would do okay in fairly traumatic situations, but you don't really know until you're in it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, you know, for instance, I don't know about you. I know you haven't broken any bones yet, but I mean, you know, I'm trying to think of the most, the most, (laughs) that's true. The most like traumatic thing I'd ever been in for myself would probably be breaking bones and things like that. Mm -hmm. And, And, you know, I know that I, I react actually okay when that happens. Like, I mean, probably the most traumatic thing I got knocked out by when I broke my nose. So I don't remember a whole lot. I do remember the re-breaking of it to reset it. And that is very traumatic. Uh, but I was just a kid. But, like, when my shoulder dislocated a couple years ago or my knee popped out of a socket, I'm pretty good at popping things back in and kind of going about the day. Yeah. Uh, I know that I am bad when my children are not well. Oh, sure, of and, course. And they are hurt. That That is like, you know, I can be calm, cool, and collected when it comes to me. But when it comes to them... I'm a nervous wreck, and I wish I were better at it, but I'm not. But I'm not sure any of us really know how we would react to the following situation that Adam Simons found himself in uh, this last week. Adam is a farmer, and uh, he describes the situation as one in a million. Already a tough gig. That happened. Uh, But he blames nobody but himself. Adam has been a farmer his entire life, Big J, and has done all sorts of stuff and worked with a bunch of different equipment. And he just said he got lethargic. He just wasn't paying enough attention. He let his guard down. Yeah, and he was doing something he had done a billion and a half times before as he was working with his hay baler, Big J. Oh, God, no. (laughs) That thing, the hay baler has taken many a farmer. (laughs) And so he is baling hay, doing all sorts of stuff, out there in the field all by himself. And sure enough, his damn hand gets stuck in the hay baler. And uh, it, 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 he said that it, it was just a matter of seconds. He says one second he's doing something, the next second he looks down, and his his arm is gone below the elbow. It's just gone. Jesus. The hay baler has taken it off. It is, it is so long. Goodbye. He was doing a routine check on it and got his hand caught in it, and it just took it completely off from the elbow. And so Adam was like, oh, bleep. Uh, it's going to be one of those days. And, of course, he's in the middle of nowhere, man. All there were working by himself. So what does he do? He doesn't have a cell phone, nothing on him. Everything is at least two miles away. So he wraps up his arm. What's left of it? I mean, listen, the most of it, the the, the arm part of it is still stuck in the hail baler. You need to know that. But the, the, the arm that's there that's bleeding, Damn. He, he puts a tourniquet on, gets in his vehicle, and travels 2.4 miles 
back to his house to get to his phone where he can call his neighbor to come over and help him and then also calls for help. So, hey, I'm bleeding to death. Yeah, he goes, listen, lost my hand in the hay baler. Uh, you mind if you come over? You got a second to check Damn. on me and make sure I'm okay? And his neighbor was like, this whole time, he's just calm, cool, and collected and okay. And you know, probably serial killer. Or he's in shock is what it really probably boils down to. And so uh, he, the helicopter has to show up because his farm, again, in the middle of nowhere, to airlift this guy there. And even though, listen, it took them, after they got to the hospital, took them... Two and a half hours to find the arm in the hay baler because they had to take this thing apart and it was in there. You know what I mean? Oh, God. But they find the arm and they're able to reattach it to wow. Adam. And and believe it or not, later on this week, they found a pulse. Now, they're still not sure if it's going to take or not. They found a pulse in pulse the arm? in the fingers. So they actually That's got it. That's crazy. Now, again, they're still in like, like touch and go territory. It could reject it. It could turn it off. But either way... The fact that he had that much kind of wherewithal to be able to pull that kind of stuff off is absolutely amazing. And again, he blames nobody but himself. He knew he he, he shouldn't have uh, checked a hail baler when it was on, so he knew he made the mistake. So maybe that's it. Maybe he's just so upset at himself for making a mistake that you have to deal with it. But, it's like you. Yeah, I, I'm not sure I'd be okay that calm, cool, and collected if I had my arm lopped off by the elbow. No, you but I hope I, you are. But I've you seen you when you make a mistake. <laughs> I do get upset at myself. And then you get laser focused. Uh, but, yeah, I think there's a difference between uh, a mistake and then losing your arm. So, here's the good news. Hopefully he's going to be okay. And he was able to get himself to help, which is pretty amazing, too. Uh, and and then maybe just maybe save his hopefully, arm. Hopefully uh, the friends uh, brought uh, brought his hail baler uh, to him, but it all deconstructed. Look what we've done. We got it. Like Happy Gilmore yeah, and the Crocodile? Yeah, we got it. We got the hay baler. You know the hay baler took your arm? I took its head. <laughs> Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. We're talking Special Olympics next on the X-Rock. Morning After with Nick and Big J. And it's time to catch up with one of our favorite people in the world. His name is John Farrell. He works with Special Olympics Idaho. Good morning, John. How are you, buddy? Hey, good morning, boys. That was such a nice introduction. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and, of course, it's been a insane year for Special Olympics. We've been talking a little bit about this kind of stuff, about how it's been a little bit tough to do some fundraising and some events in the year 2020, and that, of course, hasn't changed. But today's still a very big day for you guys, yes? Yeah, today we're having a huge um, celebration down at the Capitol. About, uh, it's going to be at noon today where the governor's going to speak about our message of inclusion for all. But... I'll start back. I'll rewind here. Our our campaign is, uh, we're calling it the 2020 Torch Tour. Because we couldn't have our summer games in Caldwell this summer, we didn't get to have our law enforcement come into the opening ceremonies like they normally do with the Torch uh, Flame of Hope, we call it, which inspires our athletes to know that, you know, we are always thinking of them. We've got their back. And law enforcement in particular has done this since 1981, we raised about, uh, $800 million since 81, believe it or not. Wow. It was just a grassroots fundraising thing that started um, in 81 in Kansas. A law enforcement officer there had an athlete he really liked, and there was really, that's where that connection started. So um, early in the summer, we reached out to law enforcement agencies throughout all of Idaho and Eastern Oregon, because we've got athletes over there too. And they wanted to connect, they wanted to help support. And I've gotten to know this state and every county in this state more than I ever thought I would. We've been traveling throughout the whole state, 
posting messages for the last three months from different um, law enforcement agencies and departments, and it's just been amazing. Yeah, you know, John, I've been watching the uh, the, the social media posts uh, about it, and, and uh, you know, watching uh, the torch come from uh, from Oregon and, and all throughout, and, and getting into your Idaho. It's been a lot of fun to, to at least be able to see that journey in in picture and video form. Yeah, it's fun, Jay, because like the different departments have different kind of um, styles and flavors and attitudes and. Like, there's been very patriotic stuff, which has been just so great. And then there's been, you know, some fun, goofy stuff, which, of course, I had my hand in. Um, the Caldwell guys are amazing. Um, if you could watch the Caldwell video sometime, it would really be uh, it would be a lot of fun. You'll, you'll get a kick out of it. That was the first one to start things off. And they're all going to be there today at the Capitol at noon. Um, we're getting law enforcement agencies throughout the state to be there today. It's a tricky situation with, with COVID and everything, but we can social distance. We can wear our masks. And everyone can show up and, and support athletes that are going to be there today with um, law enforcement. And the, the governor and an athlete and our law enforcement director, Frank Wyatt, who's the chief of police in Colorado, are going to light the cauldron uh, down there at noon. That's awesome. And so does the, the torch continue its tour from uh, after today? Does it continue to go on the run? Or is this kind of the accumulation of everything? But I have heard we have a, a torch that um, we, we have some videos that might still be in the process of being edited out east. We might have a few bonus videos that didn't make the deadline. We might post those, but basically this is the culmination of this campaign. Very cool. So the idea is if you want to be part of the fun today at the uh, the Capitol State House, you can go check that out. It's happening at noon. Uh, a great kind of uh, way to wrap up the torch run and a uh, speech from the governor talking about inclusion for all. And then, of course, you know, the idea is still supporting uh, Special Olympics Idaho. So, John, if somebody is moved by the story or somebody wants to donate something, their time, whatever it may be, what's the best place to get more information about what you guys do and maybe give a donation? You could always email me at john. J-O-H-N at IDSO.org. You can get on our Facebook or Instagram pages, and they can connect you right to um, ways to donate, ways to be a part of it. You know, we're hoping next year we can get our games going again because that's what we're all about. We need athletes out there competing and being active, um, and that's that's why we exist. So hopefully next February we'll get our winter games going up at um, Bogus and up in Garden Valley. Right now we're scheduled to do that where we can social distance and still do stuff, but if you want to donate or be a part of it, just get on our Facebook or Instagram pages at Special Olympics ID. Um, and we'd love to have you be a part of what we're doing and, and enjoy it. And thank you guys for having me on. I really appreciate it. Of course. Yeah. Hopefully next spring uh, we'll be able to, to make good on that commitment. We were going to be down there at the, at the finish line and everything and broadcasting live, but uh, we couldn't do it this year, obviously. So uh, next year I hope that we get that chance, man. It would be so great. And it would be great to get you two in snowshoes somehow. Yeah. No, I, no, I just sink. <laughs> it doesn't matter what kind of snowshoes I have. You know, I like the image of it, though. Beautiful. John, thank you for your time, man. Congratulations <laughs> on today. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. What's going on in the news today? On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by the Idaho Lottery. You want you in it to win it, Big J? You're damn right I am. The Idaho Lottery's $1 million raffle has the best odds of winning a million bucks and is on sale now. Play before November 3rd for your chance to win a $1,000 daily prize, dude. Do it every day. Play it every day? That's what I was told by the wife. Are you following instructions? I haven't had a chance. Mm-hmm. I just learned about it yesterday. Orders, I should say, probably. <laughs> Well, Big J, I don't know about you, but uh, I can certainly certainly say that I have been uh, a pretty big ball of stress since this whole pandemic began. Oh, God. And uh, it probably shouldn't surprise you that 
most people feel that way as well. As a matter of fact, uh, according to a new report, about 8 to 10 Americans say the pandemic is a significant source of stress in their lives. It was put together by the American Psychological Association and conducted by the Harris Poll on the group's behalf. About 60% of adults surveyed feel like the number of issues that they are facing right now is overwhelming. So more than half of us are like, mayday, mayday, over. About 20% of people say their mental health is worse now than it was this time last year. Quite frankly, I'm surprised that number's so low. Yeah, this version of me laughs and mocks last year's version of me. Like, what a pansy yeah. ass that was, guy was. What was I complaining about a year ago? What yeah. a maroon. My Dumbass. God. Things are uh, are so much worse now. Either way, uh, they talk to people uh, uh, 18 all the way up to 65 and older, and basically the uh, the group that's being the most impacted by this on a mental health scale probably shouldn't surprise you. It's Gen X, Big J. Uh, the people that uh, find themselves in the uh, the 38 to 45 year old situation is just like we don't know what to do, what's happening, help us. So here's the good news. If you're feeling stressed out, you're feeling overwhelmed, please know you're not alone. There's plenty of us that feel like we are in a little bit over our heads or there's stuff going on that we don't know how to deal with or can't figure out or are just struggling to get through each day as well. So that's when we say crap like we're all in this together. We kind of mean it when it comes to stuff like this. We really are going through this trash together. And so if anybody can get what you're going through, and maybe if you need somebody to lean on, you can do that. Because right now we're all going through the same garbage and we all feel the same kind of like blahness towards it. So maybe that can be your light at the end of the tunnel. Maybe that could be your thing to focus on is that at least you're not alone in the suffering. <laughs> and so we'll battle through it. We'll get out on the other side and we'll tear through it. You understand, Big J? We're going to tear through it. Tampa Bay beat the Los Angeles Dodgers last night 6-4 to four to even up the World Series at one game apiece. They're taking the night off game three Friday night to see how that goes. We got an issue with the Las Vegas Raiders. To a backup offensive lineman, Trent Brown, tested positive for the coronavirus, so all the offensive linemen were sent home yesterday because they were in contact with them. The team held practice yesterday still, and we'll see. But Jonathan Abram also was held out due to contact tracing, so we'll see how big the the blow-up is on the Raiders and if that impacts any games this weekend. Who knows? Here's what we do know. The pandemic has officically affected Legally Blonde 3, Big J. I'm so sorry. They have pushed back... I've had enough of this! ...the release date to May of 2022. Reese Witherspoon is reprising her role as a sorority girl turned lawyer, Elle Woods. The MGM production was slated to open up this February with a release date later on this year, but that's not happening, so we have to figure things out, and they're not going to have it happen until May of 2022 now. So it's a significant delay. And if you're looking for some plot details, Big J for Legally Blonde 3, uh, it's pretty much under wraps. It's none of your business. I don't even remember the plot for uh, Legally Blonde 1 or 2. Well, Elba Woods was a sorority girl turned lawyer is the basic plot. I didn't really want to know it. Uh, and she is here to help you, Big J. She's uh, like a superhero, you understand? I'll put that into terms you understand. She's figured out how to be a really good lawyer in the process. Fantastic. You want the sorority girl turned lawyer story. You love it. <laughs> You're right, I do. Tale as old as time. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. 
SmackDown. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. And we'll gladly hook you up here with our uh, last pair of Boo at Night tickets uh, that are happening at Zoo Boise here uh, throughout the rest of October. And a great opportunity for you to take the kids out to trick-or-treat safely, uh, social distanced, and all of those things. And uh, you get to zookeeper chats. Very, very cool. Learn about the zoo in a very unique way. And at night while you're at it. Yeah. And it's a cool thing. And like Jay said, this is our last pair. If you're looking for tickets, you want to buy them. There's still a limited number for sale, but I'm being told they're very close to being sold out. So a pretty exclusive thing you could take part in and bring the whole family to at the zoo as well. So if you want in on this, you're going to have to know a little bit about your Halloween and horror movies that we're doing the Halloween version of Pop Culture Smackdown for the next foreseeable future. 208-287-1003. For these tickets, let's head to the phones and get a contestant. Hello, the X. Yes. Good morning. Good morning. What is your name, please? I'm Catherine. All right, Catherine, you're up first. Catherine, what movie portrays famously some poor woman being stabbed with a knife in the shower? Psycho. Right. That is correct. Psycho is right. You're officially taking on Big J. Big J, what classic horror movie had the original title, The Babysitter Murders? Halloween. That is absolutely correct. Right. Catherine, what movie uh, featured the famous line, I see dead people? I see dead people. Uh, 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 Are you thinking uh, Silence of the Lambs? No, 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 no. It's it's the one with the little kid and Bruce Bruce Willis. Yep. Yep. (sighs) You're so you're yeah, so you close. Yeah, you got the right movie. You're so close. We just need the name of the movie. <sighs> what do you got, Catherine? Okay, okay. Three, it's, um, two, one. Wrong. <laughs> Sorry, Catherine, but thank you for playing. It sucks when you can't get there. Hello, the X. Hey. Every day. Hey, <laughs> what famous movie uh, features the line "I see dead people"? The sixth. Right. That is correct. Uh, Big J, oh, I just realized <laughs> that I wrote these questions several days ago, and I now know there's no way in hell you're ever going to get the same oh. because of what you revealed to me earlier in the week. Uh, which room does Dick Hallerhand tell Danny to stay away from in the movie The Shining? The room number, a famous room number. Let's go uh, 209. You're close. Wrong. 206. No, no, it's two. She's it's still in, fine. It's in the 200s. Um, I know it was in the 200s, but 207? No, no, no. 210? 212? Stop, stop, stop. Do you happen to know? Sir? Uh, You win either way. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to say 202. No, not 202. Uh, Famous documentary made about it as well, Room 237. Right. Featured in Dr. Sleep 2, Big J, in case you're curious. But congratulations. Like, like I kept track of the room numbers. Well, I mean, it was just prominently featured as a big big part of the movie. Oh, yeah? But uh, congratulations, man. We'll see about that. You got yourself all set up with those uh, Zoo Boise tickets for Boo Nights at the Zoo. Enjoy that. We will make sure you're good to go, and they're mailed out to you, and we'll come back with some headlines. That's next on the X Rock. It's like your daily update of really stupid stuff. It's time for headlines on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Headlines brought to you by TDS Fiber and the TDS Fiber text line. You can always text us on that text line at 208-287-1003. TDS Fiber is your new choice for lightning fast internet, TV, and phone. Headlines are as follows, Big J. That won't work. Get those nugs and catfish. Uh, Let's go with catfish. All right. 
Lonely men are being isolated by lockdown. And what's happening? They're being preyed on by people posing as sexy women online in a new type of crime called e-whoring. Jeez. Potential victims are lured in with fake profiles on social media and then sold pornographic material, mostly photographs, videos, that kind of stuff, but they're copied from third-party sites. Dr. Ben Collier of Edinburgh University told the Daily Record that the pandemic has led to major changes in the way we live our lives and cyber criminals are no different. Lockdown has provided a fertile environment for those engaging in online fraud like romance scams and e-whoring where individuals use images and videos on social media purchased from performers or captured using malware in order to defraud victims in fake sexual interactions. Well, now I finally know what PimpBot 5000's been doing. What is that? Do you remember that from, from the Conan, Conan O'Brien yes. show? Yes. But I'm guessing, uh, you know, Pimpot had some other stuff going on. This might be a whole new level. Yeah. That being said, listen, man. Sad. Well, it is sad, but also, like, I don't know if you have anybody to blame but yourself. Because if in the year 2020 you're paying for porn and for any reason, I mean, come on, right? There's a world of stuff out yeah. there that you don't have to worry about. But yet you want to, I, I don't know. I Nick don't. can find you some free by this afternoon. Big J's got all the fetish stuff locked down. I can find you the normal stuff. You let me know. Little that baby. won't work or get those nugs. Uh, get those nugs. There are certain foods people tend to want when they're hammered, Big J, but most of us pay for them. What? A 24-year-old man he has been charged with disorderly conduct while intoxicated after setting off an alarm at a McDonald's in Westlake, Ohio last week. He apparently wanted some very elusive chicken McNuggets and was surprised when there was nobody at the restaurant to take his order. So, he broke in. And he ended up uh, trying to get nuggets on his own. But that's not how it works, Big J. You understand? Usually, the place has to be open. You have to pay for the food if you want it. Right, and yeah. And you probably have no idea how to make your own chicken nuggets if you walk into a McDonald's uh, kitchen unless you've worked there yeah, before. Yeah, you need 20 minutes of training. <laughs> Not only that, but you need the fryer to warm up. There's all sorts of yeah. stuff that goes into it. you got to watch a video. Yep, and you got to make sure you're safe and you don't get scalded from the hot fry water, all that kind of stuff for frying oil. So, he didn't get the nuggets, of course, and police showed up and escorted him out in handcuffs, and now he's dealing with a bunch of charges. So he not only was he hammered, but he didn't get his chicken nuggets either. So sorry, man. Not, not going to be happy about that. Wrap it up with that won't work. This is why you should probably always purchase the car rental insurance. Police in Pennsylvania have arrested uh, 57-year-old Robert Rigo of Soystown on Tuesday on charges of conspiracy to commit arson and criminal mischief. What happened, Big J? Well, he rented a 2020 Ford Fusion back in August, and then the car was found burnt in a secluded soybean field in a township there on August 7th. A nearby trail camera showed the car arriving just before 1 o'clock in the morning on August 6th. The camera did not get images of this guy's face, but his tattoos were visible, and so they were used to identify him as the suspect. He told police that the renter of the car had picked him up after they were drove through the fields of several farms and there was talk of burning the car. He claims that he then exited the car and started walking away. And as he descended onto a hill, he could hear the car's horn and assumed it was burning. The preliminary hearing is set for October 28th. It's weird, man. Why he decided to burn his rental car in a soybean field, not explained in the story. Uh, I'm not sure what would, I guess, motivate you to do that. To a rental car, whether you're having problems with it or not, but now he's going to be in big trouble because of it. So, I guess wear a jacket next time you burn your rental car so you can't be identified. Maybe. Yeah. 
I don't feel. Know. In a soybean. I mean, that's the one place you're like, there's no cameras around here. Right? I'm, I'm free to do what I want. I'm not sure. I mean, you can't file an insurance claim against it if you're not the owner of it. So I'm not sure why you would burn. I don't know. I don't you get know. to burn a car and it doesn't cost you a thing. <laughs> I that, mean, it's a great deal. Is that the, the yeah. idea behind it? Well, it, did, it turned out to be a terrible deal for him. So now he's dealing with that. Morning After with Nick and Big J. That's it. You're up to date on everything. Marilyn Manson, we are chaos here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. And good news, beginning next week, we are going to be your stop to win some pretty cool things from us with a little thing we call Win Santa Sack. Yes, we know. We know we're starting it before Halloween. We're, we're sorry. That means, and you know what? The problem is, Nick. Now that, that the wife is like, "Hey, that means we can put up <laughs> our Christmas decorations." We have we have become part of the problem. Yeah, we might as well start playing Christmas music. Well, uh, listen, we know that's not going to happen. That's that's the good <laughs> news. The uh, the bad news is uh, we definitely have some Christmas themed things that we are going to give away inside Santa's sack, and it's up to you to win them. It's actually pretty easy to get a part of it. We're going to give you four chances every single weekday to qualify for it. Uh, it's going to happen around eight thirty every morning with us with Pop Culture Smackdown, and then twelve thirty, five thirty, and nine thirty uh, with uh, good old uh, Jason Drew and Adam and Randy giving you an opportunity to qualify as well. And and every single week, every Friday, we'll draw a grand prize winner that will win whatever's inside Santa's sack. And that will change on the weekly. Uh, Santa will be giving you updates as to what's inside his sack every single week. And here's the deal. As we go on, as we get closer and closer to Christmas, Santa's sack gets jam-packed full of more and more and more stuff. Yeah, And there's all sorts of tech stuff inside there, gadgets, things that basically we decided uh, it would be good if Santa could ship to you considering uh, us being in contact with you is not the best thing. So I know we have a bunch of cool things inside there like TVs and surround sound systems, gaming consoles, all sorts of stuff. So you are going to want to listen beginning next week for your chance to win Santa's sack and actually walk away with some cool stuff. Whether it's early for Christmas or not, at least you're winning stuff from us, which is kind of cool, I think. Yeah, and, and having some fun, I think, as well. That's the idea, anyway. We want to have a good time with it. So listen beginning on Monday for your chance to start to qualify to win Santa's sack here on the X Rocks and the morning after with Nick and Big J. You can win something special from Big J. Is it inside your sack, Big J? Yeah. And that is Bad Impressions. That's next on the X Rocks. Big J on 100.3 The X. And we have Haunted World tickets for you. Of course, uh, you can get all your scares in if you want there at Haunted World in uh, the uh, Canyon County area. A lot of fun going through October 31st. We'll get those sent out to you in the mail if you can figure out Bad Impressions here this morning. All right, you want them, they're yours. You just got to play some Bad Impressions. 208-287-1003. The uh, Cliff Notes version of Bad Impressions is Big J has three clues, each one of them individually and then collectively points to one singular famous person. If you can figure out who that famous person is, then these passes become yours. We mail them out to you and everything. There's literally no work you have to do. It's pretty amazing. Hello, the X. Hey, how's it going? What's up, man? What's your name? Jeff. All right, Jeff, you're up. I had maybe one of the most beautiful mustaches the world has ever seen. Okay, next. I was the star QB of Florida State, and during my Hollywood career, I got to use some of those skills in the original movie the longest yard okay next i really made my mark starring as the bandit in smoky and the bandit oh what's his name uh 
I am drawing a blank right now. Oh, I know how it feels. It happens. Thank you for playing, I empathize Jeff. with you. We should change the name of this game to Crap What's His Name. Crap What's His Name? Crap What's His Name? Hello, Sometimes DX. It's her, though. It does. Morning. Sure. What's their name? Hello, uh, did you hear Big J's Clues or do you need it again? I, I did. It, it's got to be Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. You are correct. <laughs> I can't do his laugh. Congratulations. <laughs> Haunted World Passes are yours. <laughs> you Sorry. I'm like... Jigsaw from Saw more accurately than that. Uh, hang on, we'll get that information out to you. Why is Little Burt Reynolds in the news? Well, some interesting news here about Smoking the Bandit in particular that uh, really made Burt Reynolds a huge star. And uh, that is uh, David Gordon Green. He, he was a producer on uh, Pineapple Express, Eastbound and Down. Uh, Danny McBride and uh, Seth MacFarlane uh, all have gotten together for some universal content productions, Nick. And uh, they are going to be putting together a Smoking the Bandit television series. And uh, not necessarily maybe Smoking the Bandit, but in that, uh, as they say, 70s and 80s uh, genre of uh, good old times. What do you mean? It's not like a Smokey and the Bandit? Well, I mean, it's it's going to uh, it, it be inspired by the genre of drive-in double features, the potential series exploring the crossroads where humble realities meet those larger-than-life, all in a blast of tailpipe exhaust. So I'm thinking probably a less racist version of, like, Dukes of Hazard. Okay. Smoking the Bandit style. We'll see uh, just how much into the Smoking the Bandit realm they get, but that's the plan anyways. Gotcha. Uh, interested? Yeah, why not? Yeah. I guess it depends on who they cast, right? And who's involved sure, in it. Sure, sure. And, and how, it, how it all goes down. But, you know, listen, uh, uh, Danny McBride and, and these guys, they're, they're working up that uh, that new Halloween Kills movie, uh, which is got yeah, pushed back to 2021. And, of course, you know, they've done stuff like Eastbound and Down and a couple other uh, uh, great shows there on HBO. So uh, there's no reason not to think this isn't going to be uh, great as well. But you didn't you didn't watch Eastbound and Down, right? Uh, I watched some parts of it. I know it was good. It was funny. You can't go wrong with Danny McBride. Well, I'm just, I, I, I'm trying. Do I have to watch an entire series to know it's good? Well, I, one would think that if you thought it was funny and good, you would want yeah, to watch it. Yeah, well, that just doesn't series. happen all the time. I mean, it, it has been around a while, and yeah. you've had a chance to do it, but uh, I did not watch the new Halloween movie that they made, did you? It hasn't come out yet. No, 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 they did one before this. They were That's, that's the sequel oh, to the new okay. Halloween movie. okay, no, I haven't seen it yet. Okay. Uh, but I do know it was pretty well received. Either way, uh, it's come. Is it attached to a network or just they're putting it together? So far, no network. Yeah, but uh, you know, based on the uh, Universal's parts, I mean, it, they'll they'll find somewhere a big home. I'm sure. Morning after with Nick and Big J, we wrap up the show here next on the X Rocks. <laughs> That is brand new music from Cleopatra. It is called Hometown here. <laughs> Although you haven't typed it, I have to change it. You have it as Ho Town. That's damn right. <laughs> oh, it's the little things that make me happy. Uh, that's going to do it for the old morning after with Nick and Big J. Special thank you to our friend John Farrell for calling into the show and talking a little bit about the fun that is the uh, end of the torch run today. It's happening at the Capitol building at noon. If you want to go down safely, socially distance yourself and be a part of the end of the torch run, that's a cool thing to do today for sure. Also, I got a nerd alert courtesy of Big J talking a lot of video game stuff, including some Assassin's Creed and Call of Duty fun. And we also got a chance to give away some haunted world passes and zoo boise passes so an effective 
Thursday show. Leading us into Friday, which will give us a visit from our old friend Steve Byrne, a comedian. He's got a brand new movie out that you can stream and rent for yourself. We'll talk to him about that and uh, the life in quarantine tomorrow. That should be cool. He'll be calling in in the 7 o'clock hour. Plus, we'll have more chances to give away some stuff. And that leaves you with the floor, Big J. Yeah, it appears that uh, the uh, uh, maybe I need to check out the memoir for... Matthew McConaughey, Green Lights, Nick, as it is uh, just a treasure trove of information. Uh, one, how uh, Matthew McConaughey's father passed away, and more importantly, uh, that he passed on a, a $14.5 million paycheck in 2010 to make uh, an, another romantic comedy. He, he didn't want to do it. Does he say what it was? No, he doesn't, but mm-hmm. he said he didn't reveal. Uh, he, he was he was serious about furthering his career beyond that genre. What did he make instead? Uh, I, I don't know. It doesn't say. I mean, I haven't read the book, but, um, you know, he probably did something good. It's got to be life. pretty easy to figure out what movie that was. If you look at what movies came out in probably 2011, if he got offered in 2010, what big budget romantic comedy came out in 2011 that would have the $14.5 million budget to give to somebody that that he said thanks but no thanks to and somebody else made? I, I bet it was like Bounty Hunter or that one that uh, was, it Gerard, was Butler, Gerard Butler ended up doing. But with Jennifer Aniston? Yeah. Uh, Ghost of Girlfriend's Past is a great one of Matthew McConaughey. I can't say I've seen it. Check it out. Uh, I'll pass. But Watch it! You have an opportunity to hang out with Big J virtually this Saturday as Team Mazda has a pre-owned Superstore $5 down trade-a-thon marathon sales event going on. It's happening all weekend at the old Kmart and Nampa on the corner of Cartrell and Caldwell Boulevard. Check it out for yourself and a virtual remote happening this Saturday from 2 to 4 p.m. here on the X. So make sure you tune in for that as well. Didn't realize that was so loud. Jason Drew, well, when you scream like that, it happens. Sorry. Jason Drew uh, is coming up next. We will see you tomorrow. It's the X Rocks.